1: To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit Stripe.com slash Tap iPhone.
2: Daily Tech News Show is powered by you. To find out more, head to dailytechnewshowcom slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, June 4th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. Hey, and from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane.
3: And from Oakland, California, I'm Justin Robert Young. We have a
2: supersized Monday of news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Not just Apple stuff, but there is Apple stuff. Let's uh, thank our producer, Roger Chang, for joining us and helping us put it all together. Roger? Hello. And let's start with a few (laughs) tech things you should know.
4: As expected, WWDC, Apple announced a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about this a little later in the show. iOS 12, macOS Mojave, updates to watchOS and tvOS, and something called Memojis. We will talk about this a little bit more later in our discussion.
3: In other Apple news, Friday, Apple approved an updated version of the Telegram app. The day before, Telegram CEO Pavel Durov said Apple had not... Updated the app since April after Russia ordered the app blocked in that country.
2: That's all taken care of now. Uh, Nvidia announced its Isaac platform at Computex. Computex going on in Taiwan. Uh, Computex is powered by the Jetson Xavier system on a chip for intelligent robots. This is for robots. It uses the same processor as the Xavier Drive, which is a system on a chip for self-driving cars. Uh, The Jetson Xavier for Robots system includes an OctaCore ARM CPU, a Volta Tensor Core GPU, two NVDLA deep learning chips, and vision, video, and image processors. Xavier is capable of 30 trillion operations per second. And if you are a developer who works on robots you want to get the Jetson Xavier sock, you can do so starting in August for $1,299. All right. Probably the biggest news of the day, to be honest, Uh, just not the most numerous uh, lines in it, is what Justin's about to tell us about.
3: Indeed. Microsoft confirmed it has agreed to acquire GitHub for $7.5 billion in stock. Microsoft expects the acquisition to close by the end of the year. Microsoft corporate vice president Nat Friedman, formerly CEO of Xamarin, will become CEO and GitHub founder. Chris Wanstroth will become a Microsoft technical fellow. Microsoft says GitHub will operate independently, which is a big, big thing. GitHub, also, uh, GitHub if you're not aware, allows open source projects to use the service for free and charges for others. Microsoft uses GitHub and is thought by some to be its biggest contributor. Some developers are already switching to GitLab and Atlassian's Bitbucket. GitLab says it is seeing 10 times the normal amount of repositories. Per
2: day, yeah. I think there are is a lot of backlash from people with a historical sense of Microsoft as the company that tried to kill open source. Uh, yeah. and, and GitHub was the darling of the open source community when it launched in 2011, uh, because even though it's not open source, it uses the open source git package that was developed by Linus Torvalds, the same guy who developed the Linux kernel. Uh, and it said, look, if you're doing an open source project on GitHub, we won't charge you. We're only going to charge you if you're trying to make money off of it. Microsoft says they're going to continue to do that. But a lot of people who have been around the block, don't believe them. Although I tend to think that the new Sacha mania means that they probably mean it. Well, me. what's what is the worth
3: of GitHub if you're not going to be GitHub?
2: Yeah, and and what Microsoft is positioning themselves to be is, I mean, they're part of the Linux Foundation, right? Like that's crazy talk. Uh, Microsoft is trying to be an open source pur- purveyor. They are trying to become Red Hat. In many ways, not entirely, but in many ways. And GitHub plugs perfectly into Microsoft Azure cloud services, if you can develop. GitHub's already included in in some of Microsoft's products. Microsoft is very active on GitHub, like you said. Uh, this acquisition makes perfect sense to me, even though part of me that's been covering this space for a long time myself is like, yeah, Microsoft owning GitHub? I don't know.
4: I mean, the real question is, does GitHub operate independently as a uh, Of course, both companies are saying that it will.
2: Yeah. It It probably will at first.
4: Will that change? And, you know, it's going to disappoint a lot of people if that does change, but it doesn't necessarily have to.
3: Yeah. I I, I have a tendency to think that this is going to be a lot of storm and drawing over nothing. Because if you don't, you know, if you don't walk the walk in terms of preserving GitHub, I can't think of another way that Microsoft can strip mine this unless the idea is, oh, let's just spend $7.5 billion in stock. So we can kill it. That'll yeah. show those nerds.
2: No, that's that. W- that's the Balmer era. Microsoft fear. I don't think that's the, the Satya era. Microsoft fear. Uh, my, my big opposition is more consolidation. If, if the only thing I don't like about this is now we've got another independent company under the big five.
4: The New York Times reported Sunday that Facebook's device-integrated APIs launched 10 years ago gave partners like Apple, Amazon, BlackBerry, Microsoft, and Samsung access to data on users and friends. The APIs let device makers offer Facebook features like messaging, address books, and the like button in the OS before apps were common. Facebook said in April it was winding down this API. Facebook and the device makers were beholden to strict agreements that adhere to Facebook's privacy policy and the 2011 uh, U.S. FTC agreements.
2: Yeah, so the accusation here is that technically this is the same thing as Cambridge Analytica. Third-party data, including your friends' data, was held on some of these device makers' servers, because back then you didn't have enough storage on, on the device. You didn't have the purveyance of apps. And so to provide Facebook services through the operating system, that's just the way you had to do it. Uh, what Facebook's trying to argue is that, yeah, it was on their servers, but it might as well have been on ours because all of these companies uh, were honoring our way of treating the data and we're not sharing it with themselves or anyone else if you know if facebook hadn't been through a bunch of questions already i think that explanation might hold up but people are doubting facebook these days
3: well and they should there should be a continued ongoing conversation about where our data is who has access to it how easily we can restrict it and what the pathway of that data was in the past i find it interesting, or I find it an interesting thought experiment at the very least, to look at this and go ahead and count the headlines of how far this story goes, and then look at the Cambridge Analytica story, and then I think you will have a control and an experiment to find out exactly how much people care about data absent a political context.
2: Mm, yeah, it's a good point, uh, because really, this is an old story. This API is almost dead anyway. Uh, it was device makers who know pretty much as much about you anyway and it was the only way to do it back then like this this is very similar to lots of other services that happened at the time you don't have to do it that way anymore and we've got better protections and, and going forward it should not be a problem at computex in taiwan asus announced the rog gaming phone from the republic of gaming brand it uses the snapdragon 845 but they boosted it from 2.8 to 2.96 gigahertz has a 6 inch 2160 by 1080 amoled screen running at 90 hertz with a millisecond response rate support for hdr 802 1180 y gig lets you use the asus's y dock to mirror it to a tv comes with three usb USB-C ports eight gigabytes of ram no word on storage ultrasonic sensors that can work as gaming triggers. So your fingers don't get in the way of the display. 4,000 milliamp hour battery, a copper heat radiator for cooling. Uh, Asus says that dissipates heat 16 times as well as a standard smartphone and accessories will include an external cooling fan on top of that copper plate, a twin view dock for a second mobile screen. If you want to make a bigger display and the mobile desktop dock for plugging into a PC, no price launches in Q3, a monster of a gaming phone. that. Feels I like mean, something's going to become a thing.
4: What's your best guess on the price? a, a ballpark, because this seems like a monster. Seven ninety
2: nine. Seven ninety nine.
4: Okay. Well, I mean, that's not prohibitive. Maybe eight ninety nine. If, if you if you if you like the specs and you're comparing it to the flagship phones that we're yeah. already used to paying for, what's this for? What? USB <laughs>
3: C. Three of them, Justin. Like, just, I'm 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 genuinely interested. Like, unless we are looking at a world where people are really trying it's to... It's for Fortnite. It out, I mean, it's for... But, okay, is there a I mean, huge issue of people playing Fortnite on their phones? That I like, can't answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess... I, I would be very, very interested to see exactly how big a files and how fast the gameplay that would normally... If you're saying, I'm going to port desktop stuff onto your phone... It's a different story. Then here's the best possible version of a mobile experience. Yeah, uh, agreed. Windows Central. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go ahead Windows and take that over like. tells it that an upcoming Xbox One build adds a digital uh, assistant section to the Connect and Devices menu, which lets the user enable Cortana, Google Assistant, and Amazon's A word users uh, would supposedly need to install the Xbox skills app for the respective platform. Again,
2: uh, this is a little different than Microsoft buying GitHub, obviously, but another case in which Microsoft is saying, you know where we make money, the cloud. So we don't mind playing fair in the device area. In this case, the Xbox uh, and say, sure, we'll put Amazon voice services on there. We'll put Google assistant on there. Why not? Uh, yeah, we we'll put it that. right next to Cortana. That's fine. So there you go. Agreed. Agreed. All right, folks, Agreed. if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to Daily Tech Headlines at DailyTechHeadlines.com. All right, we're going to try our best to summarize the two and a half hour, well, it was it two hour and 15, 20 minutes uh, amount of (laughs) announcements from the Worldwide Developers Conference in San Jose uh, made by Apple. The biggest announcements were made around iOS. No surprise, it's called iOS 12. Let me summarize the announcements and then we can kind of have an open discussion. Uh, First, big news, iOS 12 will work on all iOS 11 devices and speed things up. So they're trying to say, we're not going to not work on your older device. As long as it used iOS 11, it'll use iOS 12. And it should, in fact, even if it's old, work faster. ARKit 2, with improved face tracking, realistic rendering, 3D object detection, and a new augmented reality file format called the Universal Scene Description File, or USDZ, That they brought Adobe up on stage to talk about supporting. Uh, They're also going to be a new default app in iOS called the Measure app using augmented reality for measurement. They did respond with their distraction reduction stuff. Do not disturb at bedtime will keep those notifications from showing up. So if you check the time, you don't see a bunch of stuff that starts to wake you up. You can have notifications from single apps grouped together now, so they don't pollute your screen even in the daytime. Uh, a screen time setting where you can say, I just I don't want to use this app more than a certain amount of time, as well as some new parental controls. CarPlay allows third-party navigation apps. That's Waze. That's Google Maps. That's some of the Chinese navigation apps. There are new Animoji characters, Ghost, Koala, Tiger, and T-Rex, as well as tongue detection capability. Oh, which was thank
4: goodness.
2: Put in large letters up on stage. <sighs> uh, Memojis, as we mentioned earlier. Apple's Photos Group uh, gets the uh, some new search capabilities, the ability to tell the best photos from an event, recognize and recommend people for sharing pics, a new For You tab. There's Group FaceTime. You can actually take a group iMessage conversation and turn it into a group FaceTime if you want. And something called Shortcuts for Siri, which is kind of like ift. It lets iOS users uh, uh, put together a bunch of different things and then create a custom launch word for it. Uh, You can also get background tips from Siri and create uh, your own shortcuts.
3: Uh, I think that if there is one gigantic meta story that comes out of this, is that the idea that Apple had to come out on stage and talk about how well this new iOS is going to work with your old phones not only signals the fact that they feel snake bitten by some of the battery controversy and just in general the well my phone breaks right when the new phone comes out kind of griping but also this is the calcification of the once burgeoning uh, uh you know wild west of smartphones that now smartphones are so cheap and so commoditized that there is a value in saying hey you want to know what sure you might not get the new iphone x but you, you get the 10 or the nine don't worry you're still going to want to be up to date on our I- ios because we don't want to encourage fragmentation as these phones get cheaper and cheaper and therefore you keep them longer and longer but also that you uh, are, are are going to make sure that uh pr wise this isn't a problem
4: yeah, There were a couple of announcements that I genuinely thought, yeah, I made a joke on Twitter about, you know, RIP, uh, the, the um you know, the, the old tape measure, you know, the analog tape measure. But that is the sort of thing where, yeah, I don't need to measure my couch all that often, but it will come in real handy. So there are a few things where I was like, wow, kind of weird, but really like that. What I found overall about the announcement was, and anybody who watched the live stream, it the whole thing started off with sort of a, you know, a parody of uh, sort of planet earth, but it was developers, you know, as if they were animals and their natural habitat and like, ha ha, we're sort of poking fun. I didn't think it was in bad taste at all. I, I thought it was actually quite clever, but it was a little bit of the, uh, you know, the, the you know developer community uh, making fun of itself, or at least Apple making fun of it. And then later on in the, in the in the keynote Apple going through these very clear steps of like okay, we recognize that a lot of you have realized that you have an unhealthy uh, relationship with your phone and we want to give you tools to make sure that you're dialing it back a little bit you are are you on Instagram too much are you doing this or that too much you know do you need to sleep more often is your phone keeping you from these things it was and, and I don't think any of these are bad tools to give people. I think they're actually very helpful. But having a company like Apple spend quite a bit of time saying, okay, we want, we want to make sure that this is more of like a healthy experience for everybody. And the fact that there are a lot of developers who aren't necessarily creating things that the overall community is, 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 is good for everyone was interesting to me.
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Claude three model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost.
1: From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit Stripe.com slash Tap iPhone. Well, I think, I think that, 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 that to me is a middle
3: finger to Facebook and Google because Apple loves to draw a line in the sand and say, we make our money selling you phones. We're not trying to uh, uh, go like, we make more money when we in- invent a phone that everybody loves. They make more money when they milk more of your time for advertisers. And I think that is why they want to lead the way on that.
2: Yeah. And I, and I think Apple is saying our developers make the good apps. Uh, we protect you from overuse. And our developers right. make, make apps that, that aren't harmful, unlike other people. Uh, I, and actually, I, that weekly activity summary, I'm not going to use it necessarily to reduce my screen time. But I'm definitely I, – I just love analytics. I'm an analytics nerd. So – I can't wait to see it, what it tells me about how I use my phone. It's just
4: I have phone. a third-party app that does that for me right now. So yeah, it and, and can that, be built into iOS. I should I'm have been it.
2: downloading that, but I, now that it'll be in the iOS, I won't have to think about it.
4: So uh, group FaceTime, uh, I think, what is it? Uh, up to 37 uh, 32. participants? 32. 32. Well, can't imagine ever wanting to do that, but hey.
3: <laughs> yeah. That well, like, it just means, no. like,
2: you've got a nice big number, so you shouldn't run into the limit. I think exactly.
0: That's,
3: yeah. yeah. Right. For many people, their favorite thing to do on the mobile web is group chat. This is an extension of group chat. Uh, uh, this is live streaming and mobile uh, uh, communication, I think, is huge. It is uh, one of the few inroads where I think the youth, the youths of America, love to talk to each other over their phones and their tablets. This is a huge inroad into doing that because you can natively do it through a group chat.
4: Well, and as they were explaining how it works, you know, I kind of had to chuckle. Obviously, we use, you know, Google Hangouts for for this show, for our videos. So it's like, it's all the same. Ooh, when someone talks, their face gets bigger and the others go away. You know, it's like, okay, I, I know how that works. For a friend situation, really haven't tried anything like that. But for collaborative people working remotely, really helpful.
2: All right, let's talk about WatchOS 5 real quick. Uh, No surprise, they focused on health and fitness. Uh, It will have automatic workout detection, which is great. If you're running, it'll say, hey, it looks like you're running. Is that right? Uh, It will also be able to automatically end a workout. It's like, doesn't seem like you're running anymore. Can we just shut this off? Which I think is good. A walkie-talkie app, which is kind of a nifty demo. I'm not sure how much use it'll get in in real life. Siri shortcuts that we mentioned earlier, coming to the watch. Face uh, and I thought this was interesting, porting WebKit over. So particularly like if you get a message, you can click and actually see a representation of the page. It wasn't clear if all pages will work, though. They said it had to be formatted for the watch face.
3: As with all watch OS, it could turn water to wine, and it's not going to matter if that thing doesn't run fast enough. And and that is that is the key. The more seamless all these features are, the better it's going to be. If it's not seamless, they will be useless.
2: Also, uh, the podcast app. If you if you use the podcast app in iOS, that's coming to the watch, and you no longer need to say the trigger word. You can just raise the watch to your mouth and talk to it, and Siri will answer.
4: As somebody who has never had a Apple Watch, and you know, for no good reason, I just don't have one. Uh, you know, I I sort of watch a lot of the stuff with curiosity but i i pull my friends and i was like there wasn't a podcast app you couldn't listen to podcast on your watch and tom said to me before the show we were talking in our boss's slack uh this morning during the keynote Eh, there's other third-party apps that i've been using so it's not a huge deal but it did surprise me that seemed like well, something that could, would be you very- could,
2: you could control the podcast right yeah, you but you, you, you couldn't you had to have the phone and honestly yeah. i almost always need my phone with me anyway uh, for, for other reasons. So I don't find the independence of the LTE on the watch to be that big of a deal. That's why that app come into the watch.
3: fitness So for, for fitness, that is, uh, uh, my wife, Ashley bought the new phone just so she could run without, or sorry, her new, the new the watch. New- yeah. So she could run yeah, see up. that
4: would be the like the less yeah. things I have to carry on my person while I'm jogging. And yeah. it's funny because, you know, you, you, you watch a lot of this fitness stuff, you know, they, they had the woman on stage who was on the exercise bike and it's like if, if you're not into fitness, or at least not certain kinds of fitness that Apple is pushing, I think a lot of it might be lost on you. But it is really helpful to have the watch be more independent than it was before.
3: Uh, TV
2: OS. Apple's going to bring live sports news and access to Canal Plus, Salt and Spectrum. Those are all three TV providers. Canal Plus in uh, France, Salt in Switzerland and Spectrum in the United States. So that will work with the TV app. Uh, In other words, you could subscribe to cable, use the Apple TV as your box through an app, and then everything you're watching uh, and recording on the cloud DVR would show up in the Apple television app, which is very similar to what we thought Apple TV was going to try to do by launching their own service. They've integrated some services, but no live services until now. Also, two other big crowd pleasers, Dolby Atmos, it will now support Dolby Atmos and all of your participating uh, film studios selections will be automatically upgraded. Same as they did with 4K, probably not Disney. And something called Zero Sign-In. If you get, for instance, with Spectrum, your television service from the same company as provides your internet service, you won't even have to sign in to authenticate on the related network apps. It will detect that you're on that network and automatically sign you in and authenticate you. Which uh, is
4: which is huge, uh, it, just in the sense of it being a more seamless experience because you got your ESPN app. You know, I'm talking about myself and HBO and h- however many others. Not hard to do, but it's cumbersome. You well, have, and you single sign-in solved
2: that to a point, right? Because you could just sign in the once if it was participating. Right. But this it it also encourages consolidation, saying, "Oh, well, you should be getting your TV service from the same place as your ISP," which I, I know a lot of consumers don't want to do. That
3: well, I, I think Apple's just trying to solve a problem. If they can get an easier way, even with voice remembering passwords and signing into passwords god knows if you have a uh, a smart password as you should in you know that is updated it is a pain in the butt to enter it uh, over and over and over again while you're signing into apps.
2: Just bringing cable television apps onto the Apple TV uh, is is a huge step. It looks like that is becoming a trend. Spectrum's been pushing this thing for other devices like Roku here in the L.A. market. Uh, so I, I imagine this will become a big push when it comes to Apple TV as well. Yeah,
3: look, uh, uh, the, the the TV app, which I, I think is good, I've used it increasingly more and more. It has become more useful for me on my Apple TV. Uh, it is there as a combat to crappy UIs on other platforms. And the more they can do that, they could just say, oh, you like Preacher? New Preacher's ready. Here are the places where you can watch Preacher. Then, awesome.
2: Mac OS Mojave. It will be the name of the next uh, one. By the way, I, all these operating systems in beta for developers today and then available to the public sometime later this year. Apple announced that there will be a new dark mode, something called Stacks on the desktop, uh, which can actually take your files and automatically collate them by kind, by date, or by tag, depending on what you want, Uh, cleaning up your desktop a little. There's a new gallery mode for Finder that makes it easier, especially if you're looking through photos. Uh, The news, home, stocks, and voice memo apps from iOS are available now on macOS, or will be, as part of a project to bring the iOS framework to macOS. That is something they've made very clear is we're not merging Mac OS and iOS. They put a big no up on the stage, but they are bringing the framework to make it easier to port these apps over. They did it with their own apps first, and they say they're going to give the tools to developers in 2019. They also extended some API protections uh, that used to be around uh, the basics of your settings. They now got extended to the camera, uh, to the mic, etc. They're blocking tracking from like buttons and comment fields in Safari. That's a big shot at Facebook. And simplifying the specs uh, that it uploads. Not talking about anything but native fonts uh, limiting what kind of information about the operating system it gives, uh, to websites that are, that you're visiting and that will make it harder to fingerprint you and tell which computer you're on, even if they don't set cookies. Uh, there's also an app store redesign, big announcements that Microsoft office 365 and Adobe Lightroom creative cloud coming to the app store. So they must've reached some revenue deals there. And, uh, Interestingly, House Party launched its group video chat app on Mac today. That was not in the WWDC announcement, but but talking about group FaceTime, uh, House Party's been doing that for years, and now they're available on Mac OS.
4: Dark Mode got a big round of applause in the audience. I don't know, guys. Dark Mode?
2: I don't know about a big round of applause, but it looks nice.
3: It's like it, like it's kind of a a, a standard. Theme. It is no, uh, you're,
4: I, I'm not saying it's a it's a bad thing. I just it, it seems like something. That, I don't know. Maybe maybe the announcement of dark mode and everyone being like, "Yeah, finally!" I was like, isn't that like sort of easy? You could just
3: yeah, It makes it easier to fun. flip back and forth. Yeah, yeah. You open that laptop, and it's a little bit later than you thought it was, and it looks like they just opened up the Ark of the Covenant. And you're like no,
4: maybe I, I, do- I get I get why people want it. I guess I just don 't totally understand why it took so long, but hey, maybe they needed enough feedback uh, to realize that it was a good idea.
2: yeah, they also announced CreateML, ml, a new machine learning tool that you can use on your Mac. It can do vision natural language, works in Swift and Xcode playgrounds. Uh, they gave examples of people doing big machine learning training on a MacBook Pro. Uh, and Core ML2 is now 30% faster and a 75% reduction in model size. So trying to, to push a little bit into AI there where, where Apple's kind of not seen as a competitor
3: in AI. No, but they want to be prosumer AI. They want to be prosumer AR. Uh, uh, this is where I think they see their next app store being or or leveraging the future of the app store into being these kinds of Hey, I know a little bit of coding, but it was easier to do on a Mac. And now I can do this cool AR thing. And now I can do this cool machine learning thing. I think that's where they see the emergent, uh, I'm going to just do a hobby kind of coding thing, uh, which is more and more of a a serious chunk of business.
2: And then they spent a lot of time trying to convince people to use external GPUs to take advantage of metal uh, for graphics. Well. We'll see if that works. <laughs> good, good on you for continuing to, to preach the external GPU, Apple. I hope it works out for you. Uh, thanks everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com and facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow.
4: Let's check in with Nate Langson with what they covered in the UK this week
1: on text message. Thanks, guys. This week, we talk about something we're entirely unqualified to discuss. Soccer. Uh, But for good reason. The BBC in the UK is preparing to let Brits stream FIFA World Cup games in 4K HDR and at 50 frames a second. We'll be able to see every blade of grass. Plus, you know those nuisance robot calls we're all getting? Well, our government wants to start fining the bosses of those companies who make the calls half a million dollars, more than, in fact, for an offence. And that's a personal fine for the bosses. That's on top of the fine for the company. All that and more discussed this week at techpodcast.uk. Thank you, Nate. Let's check in the mailbag, Sarah.
4: Let's do it. John had some feedback on the removal of Facebook's trending section. We talked about this late last week. He says, I'm actually sad it's going away. I hope the replacement is suitable. I'm a cord cutter. I work from home. I'm rarely exposed to cable news or even local news. So I would use that trending section throughout the day almost as a breaking news section. I know that Facebook uh, tailors the news per person, but I wanted to give a quick snapshot of my trending section as of 9.30 a.m. Eastern uh, Daylight Time. He s- sent us a-, a screenshot. And it was, it was again, not a lot of uh, sort of tabloid stuff, as I think that I had I made it seem like mine always was last week. He said, I'm not interested in half of it. But I do find, oh, I don't know, 75 to 80% of the evening news kind of worthy stuff. Less TMZ. So pour out a little coffee for the trending section this morning.
2: All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate the email.
4: Yeah. And thank you also to Justin Robert Young for joining us this wonderful WWDC Monday. Justin, <laughs> how's it hanging?
3: Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you, it's uh, going to be hanging a little more southern uh, this weekend. When I make my way down the California coast to San Diego on June 9th and Santa Monica in the LA area on June 10th for our Night Attack live shows, we're going, we're taking the show on the road in a way that we never really have before. That is myself and Brian Brushwood. Uh, the 9th, we are going to be in the Gas Lamp District of uh, San Diego. You can get your tickets at nightattack.tv slash tour for both shows. We're going to do a little pub crawl that night and then we head on up. Santa Monica where Tom Merritt Anthony Carboni and Andrew Maine will join us I heard a little rumor that maybe even uh, a cameo of uh, uh, Sarah Lane if we can uh, get a little bit of her time uh, you can go ahead and get tickets uh, that is 7 o'clock p.m. at the West Side Comedy Theater in Santa Monica so if you're in the Southern California area come on out it's going to be a blast both shows San Diego on June 9th and Los Angeles, Santa Monica on June 10th, 7 p.m.
4: Excellent. Can't
3: now, wait. Dot TV slash tour.
2: Thank you, Patrons, for supporting us at patreon.com slash DTNS and also for supporting us by buying our hats and t-shirts and hoodies. They're cool. Go check them out. com slash store. Also... I am writing a sequel to my time travel adventure novel, Pilot X, and I'm using ink Shares, which uses the crowd instead of slush readers to determine what gets published. So I need 750 pre-orders to get Trigger published. I'm just a little over 100 orders away with 12 days to go. So if you're interested in a time travel science fiction adventure story, take a look and please pre-order Trigger at tomsnewbook.com. Do it
4: do it now if you have feedback for us questions comments anything our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com if you'd like to join us live please do we're live monday through friday at 4 30 p.m eastern 2030 utc and you can find out more at slash live
2: we'll be back tomorrow talk to you then
0: this show is part of the frog pants network get more at frogpants.com
3: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. Good credit. From a local business to a global corporation.